0: I just didn't remember what we were like unplugging and plugging in during the press conference. Yeah, it should still be though.
1: Mic check. Uh, Michael Damien on the ones and twos. Check, check. We
0: are good. And that means... (laughs) That is one of the most satisfying sounds. Man, so we lit not a sponsor, but
1: shout out Dr. Pepper. Maybe it should be a sponsor.
0: Shoot, where do I sign? <laughs> where? What dotted line do I have to sign for Dr. Pepper to be on board with us? Because the one produced by Pepper, who's a doctor, <laughs> that would be incredible.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> Imagine if it really was some dude, like Pepper, like, last name Pepper, is <laughs> a doctor. So, yeah, I really like pop, but, like, all them other ones suck. Make my own. Call it Dr. Pepper. It's oh, So good. Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. <laughs>
0: What is going on everybody welcome in to episode number 539 of underground sports philadelphia presented by the city of vineland it's KB, it's Deej coming at you from Underground Studios. We're a little behind on getting the episode up. Yes, usually the uh, the Monday episodes are up at 6 a.m. on YouTube, youtube.com slash underground sports Philadelphia, and whatever time the audio gets uploaded to the specific app of choice you listen to. Uh, but we were driving home from Albany covering the Premier Lacrosse League opening weekend, and uh, the boys were tired. So we're recording now. It's going to be a night upload for the people so stay tuned you'll be listening to this this all doesn't matter we're just we're just keeping you informed because that's what we do uh we got a lot to dive into from the Phil's Nick Nurse official uh gets introduced and everything goes toe-to-toe with Howard Eskin and I'm just so tired of Howard Eskin and all the the people like blowing up his question out of proportion it was ridiculous uh the Philadelphia Union are continuing to go on a tear, and um, we, we have a minor update on what the collective company up to something season is, so we'll get into that as well. But before we get into it, make sure you're following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Uh, I want to say pretty soon we're going to be transforming the Twitch channel quite a bit, so you're going to want to be following us over there. Uh, a lot of different content that you're not used to seeing from us should be in the works, hopefully this summer, uh, which is pretty much here. So, over the next like month or two, keep your eyes peeled over at twitchtv underground sports Follow the man right here on Twitter at underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Follow Matt at Matt Castorina. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star review. It does go a long, long way for helping more people find the show, helps more people get a grip on what Underground Sports Philadelphia is. It brings you to all of our shows because they are under our collective umbrella. So go subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. It really does go a long way for helping us continue to pump out the best content possible. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week, every podcast on our network in full video form, and uh, there's, there's no better way to consume it than on the YouTube. You get to see our faces. It's a lot more interactive. You can leave comments in the comment section, smash the like button, ring the bell icon. Get us to 600 subscribers by the end of June. We're on that journey. We're at 510 right now. 90 more of you just need to subscribe over the next collective 25 days. So go subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend, and let's keep that uh, road to 1K. Marching along, and hopefully we hit 1K before the end of the year. That's that's the ultimate goal there, so go subscribe. And like I mentioned this podcast, as always, presented by our awesome city, the city of Vineland. And the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at VinelandCity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city, Finally, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. A big thank you to security, 21 security systems and Paul J. Gillespie incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Deej, what is popping brother?
1: Crazy, crazy week and a half. Uh, we've got a lot done, a lot, lot done. Um, saw a lot of sports,
0: did a lot of things. Um, life is good. Life is good. We have, Quite a bit to dive into, the Phillies Gauntlet road trip has come to a close where they pretty much underperformed like Matt and I expected them to because that's just the fills. and because the road trip started in May, the Phillies just always suck in the month of May for whatever reason and our Phillies talk is brought to you by our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company, the exclusive merch provider of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Uh, PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high quality clothing. For the great fans of Philly and our podcast network, we are lagging for some reason. I'm going to close that and see if that helps. Shut it down. Shut it down. All right. I think we're good now. Our Philly stock brought to you by our awesome merch partners a PHI Apparel Company, the exclusive merch providers of Underground Sports Philadelphia. And they provide unique designs and high quality clothing for the great fans of Philly with their original designs for all. There's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Whether you're going to Citizens Bank Park, I'll be there this coming weekend, both days, Saturday and Sunday. Got to be there for the AJR postgame concert and then Doing the tradition with my dad for Father's Day, so we'll be over in the season tickies section uh, for that one. So if you're going to be down at the ballpark this weekend, come say what's up to the boy. Let's take in some AJR as well. Shout out to them. Uh, And hopefully you'll be wearing something from PHI Apparel Company uh, because you'll stand out at Citizens Bank Park rocking their merch our listeners can use promo code underground for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co there's no better way to hook up pops for father's day get your grandpa something just somebody special and you want to get them some awesome merch you want to support your favorite podcast network go get your merch because it is the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing lets us do more dope stuff like DJ and I got to do this entire two-week span so go get your merch from our awesome merch partners at phiapparel.co and they are currently running a bit of a special uh on their website as well not with our promo code which you can use at any time but Now through Father's Day, 15% off everything, everything with code PHIJUNE, that's P-H-I-J-U-N-E, now through June 19th. So go get your merch from PHI Apparel Company. You want to save a little bit there, get 15% off with that code, or anytime, code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your order. The Phillies, Deej, they go 4-6 and six on the 10-game gauntlet stretch against the NL East. Not the most ideal, especially since they got swept by the stupid Lowell Mets. They lose game one of the series against the stolen franchise Washington Nationals. But then they come out full force in the final two games. Kyle Schwarber remembered that it was June, hit two three-run bombs over the weekend. And the Phillies somehow some way just when we thought we were out they drag us back in like they always do and uh it's very fitting that we're recording this now because this time last year you were also here 2 days ago as we record this June 3rd 2022 Joe Girardi gets fired we were at the game uh this time last year when everything started sparking for the phils and it just feels like we are in a deja vu land of reliving 2022's Philadelphia Phillies baseball season all over again. They stink in June, slow start in April, and now June's here, and they're starting to tear the cover off the ball.
1: Hey, I mean, maybe it's me. I mentioned this a couple times. No, it's Man- June. <laughs> <laughs> it is, in fact, June. But I don't know. Maybe I just need to move over here. Good things happen when when I'm uh, in the area of the Phillies. Um, shout out Shorebaum. He finally – uh cracked himself you know and and got a couple off this weekend it's it's especially as a dh it's tough when when you kind of hit a slump and he's hit one recently and so i think for him to see those bombs this weekend is really good for him he's gonna find um kind of just that rhythm he needs to find and and then you look at the rest of the team that kind of just like i mentioned on wednesday everybody kind of just needs to be patient and let things ride out but but going and getting some pitching wouldn't be a bad idea but um yeah, I'm the uh, Philly Whisperer.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely something. you know. Yesterday was the goofiest game of all time. Drew Ellis, who gets called up because Alec Bohm is on the injured list. Hopefully the sweet baby boy Prince is back before we know it. Drew Ellis gets called up. We're playing Drew Ellis at third base, at first base, a, a collective unknown pretty much. Unless you're a true blue down on the farm Philly sicko. I'm not even that much of a sicko that I know I don't even know where Drew Ellis came from. And everybody who listens to this show knows I'm a Phillies sicko. Drew Ellis hits two home runs yesterday. The it was the summer of Drew. Welcome, welcome to the moment, kid. Like, that's the stupidity of this baseball team in the nicest way possible, is that you have these like unknown guys who just get called up you know in spring training it was jake cave and now he's down at triple a lehigh valley tearing it up he's getting nicknamed the general down there and now you have drew ellis getting called up in a pinch you know scenario here it's two home runs helps you beat the nationals separate yourself a little bit out of last place because you're now two games above uh the nationals in the standings and still, somehow, someway, because the Mets are the dumbest franchise on the face of the earth, they sweep the Phillies and now they've lost three straight, the Phillies are still right in the mix with the wild card and how everything plays out because there's obviously three wild cards now, um, but you're, you're going to have to get in with that third wild card just because of how good some of these other teams are playing right now, especially the Arizona Diamondbacks, they don't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. Uh, and they're tied for first place in their division uh, effectively with the Dodgers. The Pittsburgh Pirates are still hanging around somehow. They're on a five-game winning streak, and then the stupid Miami Marlins are just continuing to Miami Marlins. They've won three straight. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10, and they're four games above five hundred and I guarantee their uh, run differential is probably like a negative 69 because that's just what the Marlins do. That, that is how stupid they are, but somehow, someway, the Phillies are still in the mix, and now the big Phillies Twitter, and I think every other team in Major League Baseball uh, Twitter hype circles, uh, the Cleveland Guardians designated Zach Plesak for assignment earlier this week, and a lot of people who have knowledge of pitching and everything know that the Cleveland Guardians are one of those pitching whisperer teams, and people are saying if the if the Guardians couldn't fix Plesak... It's going to be tough for another team to do it, I think, unless your name is the Tampa Bay Rays, because they are the true blue, you know, pitching whisperers. But if you're the Phillies, you have to take a shot on a guy like Zach Plisak. I don't care what you have to do. I don't care if he's coming in as a fifth starter, which is effectively what he would be in this rotation. Anything is better than what the Phillies have been putting out there as a number five starter between Bailey Falter, the, the Dylan Covey experiment that absolutely failed miserably on Sunday Night Baseball you you need somebody and at least policesack has major league pitching experience. maybe get him out of the American League and some things change. I don't know what it is, but the Phillies pitching has just been so brutal to watch this year. It's been such a roller coaster and if there's anybody that desperately needs pitching depth, it's the Philadelphia Phillies right now if they want to go on a true postseason run again you got to bring somebody in and he's a, he's a low risk high reward type of player. You know, if he stinks, you let him go. If he's in here, you just effectively got your number five starter for a good portion of the season for free because he got DFA'd. So just go and sign him. I would take the chance on him. Yes, it is one of those things where you're you're bargaining on a guy figuring things out at this point in the season and having a down year last year as well. So you're trying to have that collective bounce back. But what's the worst that could go wrong? at this point for the Phillies like you can't continue going through the rest of June and into July and waiting for the trade deadline to go and get another starter or two for this rotation you can't wait that long if you want to be in the mix when July August and September around
1: maybe they don't want to be in the mix you can't say that and teams are just throwing them back in there (laughs) like like you just mentioned the Mets they sweep them and then go and get swept and it's like
0: that's because the Mets stink
1: I mean they are we we just collectively
0: since 2014 I think it is we have like seven wins against the Mets in that time span we just can't beat them for whatever reason and it drives me insane because I hate that organization um they don't deserve any type of happiness or joy and um that's that's just how it is. It's it's like to equate it for the lacrosse heads who might be listening to this. It is, uh, you know, the Redwoods just trampling over the Waterdogs every time they play. It's always a battle. It's always high scoring, but in the end, the Redwoods always win. In the end, somehow, some way, the Mets always beat the Phillies.
1: That's tough. That's tough. Um, I do I do agree though. Like, go sooner rather than later. Um, maybe don't. Don't pinch on Plisak right away in terms of him being a DFA. Like, you do have the option of going and hollering at a few teams and saying, like, hey, what do you want for this guy and this guy and seeing kind of what the options are out there. And then maybe you get one of those guys and you're still able to sign police hack on, on a DFA, and then you have two guys to kind of rotate through that position and see who's better so that it's not a, a full-out loss. And, I mean, sack.
0: Police sack, I think, is a guy, too, that right now – If you had to move him out of the rotation, put him in the bullpen as a swing man, long man type of thing, might best be best suited for him to kind of just build his confidence back in a a less high leverage situation. I would sign him now. That way you have him. Um, As we just got tagged in a post by the Lacrosse Network um, on Instagram. So we'll see what that's about. Um, But I would sign Plesak now. That way you're you're ready to roll. Um, It is about Tom Brady's son potentially uh, playing lacrosse and not following in his dad's footsteps about uh, football. Oh, I guess because they pulled this picture from our Twitter. <laughs> Brady <laughs> carrying the lacrosse. Stick. That's funny. Um, shout out to TLN. Shout out to Pulski's. Um, but, yeah, I would sign Plezak now just because he's out there and there's going to be – somebody put a graphic out there. I'll try to put it in on, on YouTube as well where they put – the 29 other teams having at least one fan saying to sign Zach Plesac and tagging their favorite team in the tweet or hashtagging their favorite team in the tweet. Um, the fact that there's 29 teams out there who, based on name alone, want Zach Plesac on their roster, you just take that's the t- type of guy you just take a chance on. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then, like you said, once the trade deadline gets a little closer, you know, we're in June now. We've seen trades go down in June throughout Major League Baseball history before. I don't know if it'll be that soon because you guys know if you listen to the podcast the past couple weeks, we're on hashtag White Sox watch here. Um there's four guys there that you, you want to keep an eye on as the trade deadline looms for for you and you hope the White Sox just continue to to crumble um to just benefit you, but the Phillies were coming in and and Matt and I collectively were part of the the Phillies fan base that thought they could go into this year with a six man rotation. They could go in there with Uh, Wheeler, Nola, Ranger Suarez, Tywon Walker, who you signed in free agency. And then you were going to have Bailey Falter in the rotation to start. And then you had Andrew Painter who unfortunately got hurt in spring training and you're still waiting for him to work his way back. That was kind of a, a collective thought process of a lot of Phillies fans in spring training. That was that, Hey, they could go with a six man rotation stretch these guys out a little bit not have to pitch them truly every fifth day especially since a bunch of these guys had never pitched that deep into a season before and went all the way to the world series went all the way to game six of the world series it made a lot of sense and then uh Painter gets hurt Ranger Suarez is going to pitch in the world baseball classic then he gets hurt Taiwan Walker pitches deep into the world baseball classic he hasn't looked comfortable at all this season truly um and, I mean, Wheeler and Nola have had big-time bumps in the road just getting comfortable this season. So, like, you need – the Phillies are at a point right now where they just need to have those dart throw type of players coming into the mix. I don't know who it needs to be, um, but they they need to find somebody quick because it's getting, it's getting late real quick in Major League Baseball. Like, it is June now, and before you know it, it's going to be the all-star break. And that's when you really determine – how all-in a team really is, both as a buyer and a seller at the trade deadline, Um, and that's where the Phillies need to figure out where they are collectively. And pitching's not the only need that this team has. This team needs depth in the infield. Um, you're, You're hoping Derek Hall is back at some point this month, like originally reported. He's at AAA right now on a rehab assignment so you hope he's back soon because then you actually have somebody who's a legitimate first baseman. That's not to diminish anything Cody Clemens has done for this team because he has been way beyond advertised, uh, as he's gotten called up to, to play in spurts at first base. And he's been phenomenal for what Cody Clemens is as a projected player and what he's been, uh, this season. He's been a godsend in a lot of games so the fact that he's been able to kind of man the ship there but you've also had to play Alec Bohm out of position more than 50% of the season and that's not ideal for this baseball team to have Alec Bohm playing first base where a lot of people want him to play he's never played first base professionally until this year that's not his natural position he's progressing so well at third base and the fact that you've had to kind of stall that progression just drives me nuts because he's shown flashes more more and more than it just being flashes at this point of being a high caliber third baseman he's been able to play quality defense for you and the fact that you've had to move him to first base because you have to alleviate the injury issues and that makes your bench less deep because Edmundo Sosa is now playing third base and it's just a whole collective thing and the Phillies really need to one get healthy then they need to address pitching, and they need to address depth on this bench because they have too many guys, and I think Matt brought this up on Wednesday show, they have too many guys that do the same thing. Too many guys that are just true swing-for-the-fences, big-time mashers. They don't really have a lot of guys outside of Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh, and when he was healthy, Alec Bohm, who Boehm can hit for power, but those are guys that are getting slap hits up the middle. They're, they're working counts. They're getting on base. Outside of those three guys who oddly enough are are the young guys helping carry this team and you're you're waiting for Trey Turner to continue to be part of that collective he's just not been himself whatsoever this year you need more guys like that and more just like glue guys in the middle of this lineup to help alleviate the strikeout and woes of Kyle Schwarber Bryce Harper still working his way back. Give him a couple days off. Let Nick Castellanos be a DH, you know, not let him have to play in the fields, even though he's been phenomenal in the field this year. Um, they, they need to figure out some of the depth pieces. And another guy who got DFA'd today, one of my guys, I would love to see him in a Phillies uniform, Rymel Tapia. Go get him. He can play quality defense. He can alleviate, get Schwarber off his feet a couple days of the week. Uh, get Castellanos playing DH. You put Tapia in right field. I, you know, he doesn't hit for all that much power, but he's a guy who can get on base. He's got speed. I would bring him in in a heartbeat as a, a fourth outfielder because, in my opinion, he's better than Dalton Guthrie. I mean, I don't hate that
1: that option at all. Um, it never hurts going and getting a new guy, and even if you keep the old one, mixing things up and and using some rotation out there to keep guys fresh. Uh, but at the same time, like, if you can hit for power, that means you can you can hit base hits, So I think there just needs to be a a mindset and coaching change. It doesn't have to be a big one. Just, hey, let's literally just focus on getting on base. If they send you one down the middle, send it home. But if not, just take the hit that you get and get on base. And I think just everybody having that mindset completely changes, and it really opens up when you – like, like you mentioned, you know maybe there's a few lacrosse people listening. Think of aims are um, when shooting, especially when I'm coaching now in high school, it's aim small miss small. right? If you look at a lacrosse net, there's a thousand and one tiny squares. If you aim for one of those tiny squares, you're bound to make it. You're bound to, to score. Because you're aiming for the smallest portion. So if you miss that portion, you're going to hit the larger portion of squares, which is still the net. When you aim for a large portion like the corner and you miss, you're going to miss big and you're going to miss the net entirely. Same thing here. Everybody's swinging for the fences. So when they hit, they hit well and it it goes out of the park. But when they don't, they miss big and they swing out. So it's take the smaller steps, use it for what it is, get on base and then go from there and then. Fielding is fielding. It, it's not always easy to field, um, but that's also, to me, a matter of reps. Um, you know, like, it. once again, bouncing back to lacrosse, the more wall ball you play, the better you're going to be passing and catching. Come to, to baseball, the more ground balls you take, the more pop flies you look at, the more uh, cutoffs you, you use, all of those things matter, and, that's how, and it's going to turn into um, reflex and when you reflex it's when you stop thinking and you naturally just play you let your instincts go and that's when you play your best ball
0: 100% and hopefully you know this month of june there's there's the phillies i think i saw a tweet 60% of their games after the all star break are at home which is a huge benefit for this team because they have been dreadful on the road this year uh the phillies road record this year teach 13 and 22 at home 14 and 10 You know, you even that out a little bit. You you make uh, the away record even, like, you add, let's say, four wins, make it 17 and 18. You're feeling a lot better about this baseball team. They need to play better on the road, um, but let's kick it to the NL East and, effectively, Major League Baseball. Uh, Run Differential. It's brought to you by our awesome partners over at Wasted Wedge. Uh, A new age of golf has arrived, everybody, and if you are looking to be the talk and envy of your group and create memories with your friends and family, look no further than their lineup of Wasted Wedge products and merchandise. These Wasted Wedges are a blast to drink shots out of on and off the course. Think your traditional shot ski that you had at college parties, at house parties, and how difficult that thing was to lug around because of how big a ski is, how much hot glue went into gluing down actual glass shot glasses, onto that thing and how many times there was broken glass at a party because somebody dropped the shots key. Well, you don't have to worry about that with wasted wedge because it's all plastic. It's welded right here in the U S of a actually right here in South Jersey. Uh, It's a golf wedge. It's compactable can fold right into a carrying bag that fits in the side pocket of a golf bag. Bring it out on the course, bring it to your bachelor bachelorette parties, summer parties. You are going to be the talking sensation of a house party, the barbecue going down at the neighbor's house, bring the, bring the wasted wedge over. You will be the party savior. These wasted wedges are a blast and you guys can check them out at wasted or find them at wasted wedge on Instagram and Facebook. That's Instagram and Facebook at wasted wedge. Be sure to follow them, comment on one of their posts, let them know that you're coming from underground sports, Philadelphia, show them some love, check out their website, buy some products for the summer, bring them down to the beach, Imagine these things on the beach, you know, you make a little sand-like golf chip and putt going down, and then you got the Wasted Wedge to celebrate, you're going to be a rock star on the beach. WastedWedge.com, remember the name, Wasted Wedge. Here we go, Deej. The NL East run differential looks a little something like this. We still only have one team in the positives, and that's the Atlanta Braves. Where do you speculate they are sitting now? With a record of 35-24. and 24. Plus 27. They are a whopping plus 63. Uh, They're going cool. to more than likely be the first team in the NL East to score 300 runs this year. Um, but that's because they are 20-10 and 10 on the road and 15-14 and 14 at home. So if you want to play the Braves, you want to play them at home, not on the road. Uh, the stupid Miami Marlins, who just continue to be the dumbest team in all of baseball, 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're 32-28. and 28. They have scored the least amount of runs in the NL East. What is their record their uh, run differential each?
1: You said they scored the least amount of runs.
0: Least amount of runs in the division. and it's just stupid. They're negative 34. So close, negative 37. Then we go to the Lowell New York Mets who are sitting at 500 at 30 and 30. They have scored the second most runs in the division but they have given up tied for third most. Negative 56. I wish because they'd probably be a way worse team. They're negative 12. They're the most mid and average team of all time. Then we move to the Philadelphia Phillies who have scored 252 runs this year, sitting at 27 and 32, 252 runs is uh, second least in the division, only by one run. Um, So hopefully the offense is starting to come to life a little more. But they've given up the second most runs in the division this year. Where is their run differential? Negative 41. Thankfully it's not. It's a little better. It's negative 36, though. So they need to still work on that. Score some more runs. God damn it. Stop giving up runs, boys. Stop giving up runs. Then we go to the stolen franchise, Washington Nationals, 25-34. and 34. Uh, They have given up the most runs in the division this season, but they have scored the third most runs only by one in the division this season. Negative 39. Negative 39. Pretty damn close. Negative 37 as well. That just goes to show you how stupid the Miami Marlins are. The Marlins are 32 and 28 with a negative 37 run differential. The Washington Nationals are 25 and 34 with a negative 37 run differential. Make that make sense to me. If you or somebody at home know how to make that make sense because the math is not mathing for how bad the Nationals are and how stupid the Marlins are. A win is a win. Sure, but it's still dumb. I mean, but that makes it make sense. <laughs>
1: the Marlins. No, are it here, doesn't. The Marlins out here winning games by one, but losing by like six. So, of course, it makes sense. It's so ridiculous. And that's
0: exactly how that works out. And then you have a team like the Milwaukee Brewers, who are 32 and 27 in first place in their division with a negative 19 run differential. AKA, they're the Minnesota Vikings of the 2023 MLB season uh, because they're in first place with negative run differential. Um, looking across Major League Baseball, though, the best run differential in the national league belongs to the Atlanta Braves who are at plus 63 right behind them though at plus 55 the LA Dodgers and the worst run differential in the national league still belongs to the Colorado Rockies at negative 57 Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates at a plus 10 Cubs at a plus 6 Cardinals last place in their division 10 games under 500 the Phillies broke the Cardinals you're welcome major League Baseball uh, but they have a plus three run differential even at 10 games that is even that's equally as stupid as the Marlins <laughs> 10 games under 500 scoring more runs to stay positive the Marlins four games over 500 and they're in the dumpster with their run differential uh, that's as Jason the great Jason Stark says baseball. That's baseball. Uh, looking at the American League, the Texas Rangers, I believe, yes, the Rangers, by far and away, best run differential in all of baseball, plus 152 on their way to uh, 400 runs scored probably by the end of this week. Uh, every team in the AL West has a positive run differential, except for the Oakland A's, Deej. What is the Oakland A's run differential as they sit at 12-49 and 49 196. They wish. Negative 212. Okay. I could. I know that they beat the Braves yeah, a couple times. Yeah, which was great. That was fantastic. They took a series from the Braves, and that was just beautiful. Yeah, but I didn't know how well
1: they did in it. Uh, I just saw that they won. so I was That's the to outlier to their season. Sad. Yeah, but, like, it's great. Negative 212 is kind of impressive at the same time. You have to be bad to do that. But, like, like impressively bad. Yeah. It's almost like you're trying, but we know
0: you're not. It's so, like It's nice. It's brutal. <laughs> Uh, and then every team in the American League East has a positive run differential. And then checking in on your AL Central, the Twins, 31-29, and 29, plus 45 run differential. Your Detroit Tigers, who are in town this, uh, to kick off this week, uh, as Matt Veerling and Nick Maton will get their World's uh, uh, National League Champions rings. Um, Tigers sitting at 26-31 and 31 with a negative 64 run differential no offense to you, I really need the Phillies to sweep them. Hey, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> it doesn't look like – like, we're having – honestly, for us,
1: we're having a better season than we've had in the last few years. So, like, as Tigers fans, we're actually pretty happy, and we see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. There's some things we can do in the next couple of years to be back where we used to be. But it's not going to happen this year. We're already – like, we're still, like, six or seven games out of the the last wild card spot. And, I mean, it's all jumbled up. Everybody's just as good as everybody else. And by that, I mean mediocrely bad. Um, so, like, it's not like we kind of have a chance. For every series we win or every two games we win, there's a team above us that's doing the same thing. So, we kind of aren't moving. We're just staying in the same place. So, I'm cool with the Phils grabbing a few. And it helps y'all. It helps me. I don't care.
0: Here's, <laughs> here's a fun fact for you, each uh, about the Tigers coming to Citizens Bank Park. This series will mark the final player being obviously Miguel Cabrera. He's on his retirement tour. Miguel Cabrera is the last active major league player who played at Veterans Stadium. Oh, that's he, sick. The stadium before Citizens Bank Park. Uh, it was he and Albert Pujols. Now Pujols retired, but Miguel Cabrera, last active major league player to have played at Veterans Stadium. And this will more than likely be his final time playing in Philadelphia. Um, but I was like, damn, that's crazy. And somebody brought up Rich Hill. Did Rich Hill ever play at the Bet? Rich Hill made his debut in 2005. It was the first year of Citizens Bank Park. Mm. Mm. So, Miggy is the last player when he was on the 2003 Marlins. And uh, I have, I believe Tim Kelly from Phillies Nation tweeted the, um, the lineups that night. It is quite a fascinating collective of players who were in the lineup the last time uh Miggy played at Veterans Stadium comes from baseball reference uh and it was on the 4th of July at Veterans Stadium the Marlins of course won two to one because that's the Marlins let me know how you feel about these players if you're too young to even remember some of them it wouldn't surprise me um but they these are like golden core 90s kid baseball players this is the Marlins lineup that day Juan Pierre, former Phil as well. He was He's like one of those guys that you hate playing against him, but when he's on your team, you absolutely love him. And even though the Phillies had him at the tail end of his career, I loved Juan Pierre. Uh, Luis Castillo, Pudge Rodriguez, <laughs> Mike Lowell, Juan Encarnacion, Derek Lee, yes, Chicago Cubs, Derek Lee, Alex Gonzalez, Miguel Cabrera playing left field throwback and the pitchers that day Carl Pavano Tommy Phelps and Braden Looper Wow. here was the Phillies lineup Placido Polanco Jimmy Rollins Jim Tomey, Bobby Abreu Ricky Ledee, who was then pinch hit for by Pat Burrell David Bell who is now the manager of the Cincinnati Reds and is the last player to hit for the cycle in Philadelphia Phillies history Todd Pratt who was pinch hit for by Mike Lieberthal Marlon Byrd, and then your pitcher that day was Kevin Millwood. Turk Wendell also pitched that day. Jason Michaels pinch hit. Dan Plesak pitched in that game, who's now an MLB Network analyst. Tomas Perez pinch hit in that game. And Jose Mesa pitched. Wow. that Reading those lineups unlocked core childhood baseball memories for me. And I was like, God damn it, I'm old. <laughs> you are not old. But then it also made me realize, Miguel Cabrera. Is old. Respectfully speaking, he's old. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> he's
1: old. It's crazy. Like throwing back to left field is crazy. Left field. That Miguel man hasn't Cabrera. touched the outfield like since then. It's honestly crazy.
0: Man came to Detroit and was like third base and then skirt skirt right over the
1: first base and, <laughs> and then Victor Martinez retired. Like, DH time. <laughs> and that's it. Like man, it's crazy. man said, I'm not touching the outfield again. And nah.
0: Y'all got outfielders here, <laughs> say less. Mickey playing left field is one of the weirdest things to remember. And the Marlins won a World Series that year. Yeah, Stupid. Yeah. Stupidest last franchise. Time he won a World Series. Dumbest franchise ever. Um, but from the MLB Diamond to Nick Nurse being introduced as Sixers head coach, it's brought to you by our friends at Kenwood Beer, the official beer of underground sports philadelphia they're going under that beautiful beautiful rebrand that you're seeing on their social media and if you're not following them what are you doing it's at kenwood beer it's a refreshing light beer just 4.1 abv 127 calories 10 grams of carbs go to kenwoodbeer.com and use the kenny tracker to see us kenwood beer on tap in the philadelphia area buy it at your local liquor store in philadelphia or If you're an Eastern PA, you can get at your local Whole Foods, light body, light calories, plenty of flavor, the best light beer on the planet. You must be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, guys, please drink responsibly. Nick Nurse introduces the next head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. uh, Gets bombarded by Howard Eskin, as every new coach in this city does. I I can't stand it. Um, Gets asked, do you want James Harden back? Nick Nurse goes on to say, James Harden's a, a fantastic player. And Howard Eskin said, "That's not what I asked you." And he said, "Well, James has a decision to make, but I'll say this: I'd love to. Ha- I'd love if James were to be back. No lies there." And then everyone in Toronto media land was like, "Oh, Nick's not in Toronto anymore." It uh, wasn't even that hard of a question. Nick tried to to, as as the phrase goes, "Pussyfoot around it." Got called out on it. And then answer the question. I saw no issue with it. Was it? An, I, I think Nick was more thrown off that Howard Eskin was interrupting another reporter mid-question to ask said question, as Howard Eskin tends to do. Um, but I, I saw no issue with the question itself being asked and then having to reiterate the question. But Nick Nurse is here, uh, which has resulted in a, a late-night news dump yesterday. That has me kind of irritated. Sam Cassell is leaving the Philadelphia 76ers and is joining Joe Missoula's coaching staff with the Boston Celtics. You're surprised? I just, one, you know my disdain, loathing, and hatred for that franchise. Two, I think we can both collectively agree Sam Cassell, more of a head coach than Joe Missoula in the eyes of basketball fans alike. And three, Sam,
1: what did we do to you, buddy? <laughs> I mean, I don't think you guys did anything. I think it's just an opportunity for go back to an organization that he really loves and played for for a long time. And I think that's really what's into it. And honestly, maybe he wants... To be an assistant coach because
0: it's not the pressure of a. Of a of it's a going head to be coach. very like, funny when Doc Rivers goes and is like the, the, uh, associate head coach or something in Boston again. I mean, he's
1: gonna go do like basketball operations or something. Like, I- I'm fine with it. Whatever. But I'm it.
0: saying with the Boston Celtics, and then they just rebuild that coaching staff that was here, in Boston. Hey, that's got nothing to do with me. It would be hilarious. Uh, they
1: might win though, because they're Boston.
0: All right. no. hey I would just
1: say you know you, no. you know how I feel about uh professional sports and um the way things roll and and how they're played out um I would yeah well we, broke,
0: was, we broke that script this year yeah we did um, we did
1: um very surprised by that um honestly thought they would at least be in the finals uh this year because of things
0: that transcribed but um hey rip bill russell and Go heat. I'm just bummed Sam Cassell's gone. I really liked him as an assistant coach. I think he is the major catalyst behind Tyrese Maxey's progression and him becoming the player we know and love now. Um, so I think it's, it's going to take another special you know, assistant coach to come in, and not that I doubt Nick Nurse's abilities as a head coach, but I feel like Tyrese Maxey is the type of player that responds well to a hands-on and very like interactive assistant coach especially from a shooter's perspective and how young Tyrese is. Like people forget, I think that Tyrese Maxey barely played college basketball because he was a, a pandemic draft pick. Um, Like his season was cut short right away, pretty much. Like I think he played two months of college basketball and that was it. Um, So like in the basketball landscape, and a lot of people didn't think Tyrese Maxey would ever become the player he is even now, Um, but he's developed into a core piece of this Sixers team. And I think you just need another very hands-on, very interactive assistant coach to just help him take that next step that I think a lot of people think Tyrese Maxey can take. I think he has the skill set to do it. I think he can be a a perennial all-star in this league when his time comes for that. And if you get the right people in place on Nick Nurse's coaching staff, I think Tyrese Maxey is going to be a huge beneficiary if you have the right assistants in place.
1: Yeah, I mean, assistant coaching and, and the crew you have around you is very important. Um, so, is Sam Castle a loss? Yeah, because of who he was as a player, who he who I also think
0: he, Sam Cassell would be a phenomenal head coach. Like, just in, like we've talked about it on here, and I think a lot of Sixers fans have talked about, it. like Sam Cassell for a long time. We wanted him to replace Doc because I think he has the the skill set as a former player and as a like assistant coach to go in and and be a head coach of a team in the NBA if he wanted to obviously but um it is shocking that he's kind of just sticking with the um assistant route and we're just getting a bunch of retread hires in the NBA like we always do I
1: mean yeah that's kind of just how how it is um I mean you kind of see it even in the college level for certain sports and stuff like coaching is a crew almost like if one guy leaves, you should expect his other guys to resign and go with him. And he's going to sign him where he goes. Like, that's kind of just how it is. It's familiar for them. They know what works. It's easy for them to schedule things out because they know exactly how everyone works, what they do well, how they want to do it. So it's tough to switch that up too. Right. Nick Nelson and Sam Cassell possibly could have never been on the same page and bumped heads a lot. And there's all those kind of things to look at as well. So like, yeah, he's a loss because of what he knows about the game, how long he's been around it, the player he was, the the coaching he brought. But there's going to be someone along – down the line that is going to do the same thing and mesh very well with Nick Nurse. And honestly, at this level, you shouldn't be too worried about who it is because they're, they're an assistant coach in the NBA for a reason. They, they know what they're doing. They're going to be able to come in and help your team however it needs to be helped what you have to worry about is the relationship they have with the front office and and their coaching staff and and everyone else around them. Like you can come in as assistant coach, but if you don't get along with everybody, you're going to throw everything off. So I think Nick nurse finding assistance or a crew around him that is good for him. And is on the same page with him is what everybody should really be looking at this for and not looking at the individual pieces that are leaving or coming and how
0: they may affect because it's a group thing. I have such a weird feeling that Mike D'Antoni is going to be on this coaching staff. (laughs) He feels like the the, the one one, he's Daryl Morey's guy Two, It just feels like now that Sam Cassell is gone from kind of that, that high level assistant coach role. I feel like D'Antoni has no want to be a head coach anymore in the NBA. He's going to come back, do the same thing he did, uh, all those years ago with the Sixers and it was like uh, an associate head coach. He was, you know, the assistant head coach type of thing. Um, Something tells me he's going to end up here and it's just going to be all be to, to pitch to James Harden to stay because D'Antoni and Harden have their relationship. And, it's going to be one of those things that everybody is going to be up in arms about. It's like, what the fuck are we doing this for? We've done this already. Daryl, stop hiring people from Houston. Put the Rolodex down. Put the crypto down. Put the, the bored apes away. And let's build this basketball team. The other news from the Sixers, Daniel House opts into his $4.5 million player option. Uh, so another season of kick from the bubble, Daniel House. I did. I did listen yeah. to uh, the rights to Ricky Sanchez this weekend, and uh, they said it, it would be very funny if the Sixers have because we're still also waiting on Montrez Harrell, who loved Trez as a a person and as a personality. He can't play basketball anymore. <laughs> he he just he's he's done. Um, so hopefully for for the Sixers' sake, he's not on this roster, but. Spike Eskin said it would be very, very funny if collectively the Sixers are paying P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, and Montrez Harrell's salaries while James Harden's in Houston. That would be crazy. <laughs> because everyone's like, oh, James Harden took a pay cut. This It's like, we also paid his guys to come here and lost two second-round picks for tampering. We, we basically paid James Harden in the way of, here are your boys. We helped you out and get people you're familiar with on this roster to make you happy. So that would be very funny if it's like, I'm out to Houston, enjoy Philly boys. Um, as we look to hopefully figure out this roster, because there's only two certainties on this roster. Well now three, because Daniel house is here, but who knows? He could get cut too, but I'd be shocked if the Sixers cut him for the money he's making. Uh, but right now your are three knowns are Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and Daniel house. What a core. What a core. Um, It's a great core. I'd rock with that. Build around Daniel House. (laughs) I'd rock with that. Tan in the big blue house. Oh, man. This fucking team. Anyway, a team that is actually uh, pretty damn good. It's brought to you by our friends at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. They've got the blue light glasses, the sunglasses. The sun is out. Summertime is here. You should be protecting your eyes when you're outside, when you're watching your favorite Philly sports teams go to work, your favorite shows and movies, whatever it may be. You should be protecting your eyes watching your TVs, watching your screens with their Blue Light Plus glasses. They also have prescription lenses if you need to see a little better. If you need your prescription, they've got you covered. They're the best in the game. They are small batch eyewear. That is a fraction of the price of the big eyewear companies. No need to go out and spend $300 on a pair of sunglasses when you can get the better quality at a fraction of a price for probably $60 from Tomahawk Shades. They're the best in the game. And you can also cut that fraction of a price into a smaller fraction with our promo code at checkout. Fill up your cart, get everything you need. Use code USP at checkout for 25% off your order. That's a ridiculous price. Uh, you know, promo code, nobody gives out 25% ever. Take advantage of it. Gear up for the summer with Tomahawk Shades. Use code USP for 25% off your order. Deeds, the Philadelphia Union, continue to just be the Philadelphia Union, the epitome of consistency and success. They're in third place in the Eastern Conference, one point out of second place right behind Nashville, and just nine points behind Cincinnati as they uh, they just continue to, as the kids say, dupe along and uh, – keep winning they won on saturday against uh montreal three nil then they have a match on saturday uh against san jose out in san jose and then they are also on the road on wednesday the 21st against orlando uh before coming back home on saturday to host miami three very winnable matches that if you get those three points you're hoping for a cincinnati blunder in there one way or another by the end of the month the union could see themselves right on the cusp of or potentially in first place in the Eastern Conference.
1: And it's it's a patient, patience, patience, patience. Um, Soccer is one of the most patient seasons you have to have as a team. Um, If you hit the panic button too early, you are literally going to ruin yourself. Um, There's some other leagues and, and sports where you can hit the panic button early and then go, okay, hold on. Let's reassess. We did this too early. Let's just focus on this, this, and this. But If you hit the panic button too early in soccer, you are going to ruin yourself. You're going to make too many decisions at that moment that will then cost you two, three, four games in a row, which then you almost can't come back from because soccer teams find momentum in crazy ways. When a soccer team has momentum, they're scoring three, four, five goals a game. They're only giving up one or two, and they're beating everyone in their, in their way. You look... Recently at Philadelphia Union scores, in the last month and a half, I think it was, I think they've only tied once or twice, and then every other game has been a 3-0 win, 3-1 win, 4-2 win. Like, Who is stopping this team at this moment? Nobody. It sounds like they're really beating themselves in some of these ties, which they're not even losing these games, they're tying these games, but that's not a win. So to them, it's like, okay, if we don't do this, we don't do that, or we make this play here, that's a win. So they're very much in that groove where they're not conceding losses. They're Mm -hmm. really just having wins and ties, and that's a dangerous spot for any opposing team to come into. When you are that team, you love it. But you have to also be patient with yourself and continue to grind as hard as you're grinding in practice on the road, looking to win games at home, because once you take that dip, that dip's going to ride for a little bit, and it's going to take you a minute to get back up.
0: And it was early season where the Union were playing in – CONCAF Champions League, so they had a lot more on the schedule than they had uh US Open Cup as well. So it was a lot more on the schedule than what they are probably traditionally used to all at once hitting them. So now that they have a consistent schedule, and we've talked about this probably for the last month on the show, they're they're just finding their way, and as the summer months kick in, the union tend to find their way. And this stat was put out by MLS on Sunday morning. Uh in the last 20 home games, including the playoffs. The largest goal difference in any span belongs to the Philadelphia Union. In the last 20 games at home, including the playoffs for the Union, they have scored 61 goals and have only conceded 11 goals for a plus-50 goal differential at home over their last 20 home games. That is crazy. I saw somebody quote-tweet that and say, I fell asleep, woke up to this, and I thought I missed the craziest soccer game of all time because the way it looks, it looks like a score template, which would be bonkos. That is a crazy stat, though. And, it, you know, it It goes without saying, the Union have the best goalie in all of MLS with Andre Blake. He is an absolute brick wall. There's a reason his nickname is Brick Wall Blake. The defense in front of him is phenomenal. And then they just find a way offensively. When things aren't working, Jim Curtin finds a way to adapt, adjust, and make the best out of the players that he has on this roster who are super talented. Julian Carranza, I think for the third straight week, is now uh, on the MLS uh, team of the match day, which he's been on fire this year. The union are just on a, a trajectory to just find themselves making another run deep into the playoffs, potentially get back to the MLS cup. They are the epitome of consistency and you just love to watch them succeed One way or another, we are going to get down to a Union game this summer because I've never been and I need to experience it. I would love to do a a parking lot podcast from a Union game because you've been to that stadium a number of times. You know how gorgeous the landscape is out there. And those tailgates, my friend, just from pictures and videos I've seen, get absolutely bonkos. It's unreal. And they get so crazy that last summer, minority owner, Kevin Durant showed up to tailgate with the Sons of Ben. That's how fun they get. Need to just be indoctrinated into the union, like, fandom culture. I mean, that is just... soccer, culture, football, culture, like... And then you pour, like, Chemical X, which is just Philadelphia fandom, onto it, and it's... It's the Powerpuff Girls. Get out of here.
1: (laughs) But, like, no, it's... It's fun being being at soccer events, whether you're inside or you tailgate before. Like, just the whole experience is exciting. Um, and I haven't been to a game for a team as good as, you know, the Union, Detroit City. My squad back home had a fantastic year last year, made the playoffs, um, and all that jazz. But this year we're like one eight and and two or something like that, and we're just getting roasted everywhere. So like, it's not even as fun this year, but even those tailgates are crazy. And then we all walk over to the game together because the tailgate isn't right outside. Cause that's the best thing I love about Detroit city. Their stadium is in the middle of a neighborhood because <laughs> it's at a high school football soccer stadium. So it's just like, boom, there you go. And it's just like right there in the middle of a neighborhood. And we start off at, at a, at a restaurant that's kind of more open has, um, fouling and and all that kind of stuff um starts there everybody has a good time and then you walk over together and they like shut down the whole street so everybody can pass by and everything like that's just a part of it so i can only imagine what it's like here for a union game with with all these crazy sickos around here
0: well we were at no free ads but shout out chickies and Pete's uh during championship weekend for college lacrosse and uh the english soccer club luton town were playing uh, on one of the TV screens. And I meant to show you this then. Did I? The, have you seen the picture of the entrance to their stadium no. as they are now being promoted to the Premier League? This is the entrance, one of the entrances to their stadium. It is smack dab in the neighborhood. Like, the way it looks, you would think, they dropped a stadium from the sky just in the middle of a neighborhood and that's where they play soccer.
1: I mean, it's sick. I mean, like literally the same thing because like the school isn't next to this football stadium. They have their administration building and then the the football soccer stadium. So like you walk through and like you see all these people like looking at you from their porches or like their windows. You just walk through and then you're just boom. There's the stadium. That's
0: scenario view and see like that's that's crazy. it's because, wild like,
1: it's a big stadium like that's nuts but like it's kind of just the same vibes. Like, your like,
0: house is right there and then soccer match going yeah, on yeah. that's absurd literally
1: yeah and you got bang boom ba, boo and people are cheering and like it's just it's crazy but like that's nuts. It's the
0: same kind of vibes love it can't wait to hear matt and dom talk about that promotion on top Bins this week and it just so worked out they didn't have an episode this week so they're 100th episode will be leading into the Champions League final, which is chef's kiss. Just like how 100th episode again in the Hole uh, was going into the Masters. It's just a, it's a perfect blend, and Top Bins will now be the next podcast, not this week, but next week, to hit 100 episodes on the network. So go check them out for more uh, Premier League Serie a. Dom, I'm sure we'll have a whole soliloquy for Zlatan Ibrahimović retiring, um, where he said he can't wait for his heiress card to hit on FIFA. Um so definitely go check out Topins and make sure you guys uh, keep tuning in to our podcast because like I mentioned last week or the week before, it is officially up to something season here at Underground Sports Philadelphia, which doesn't deter from any of the podcasts on our network. If you're going to be in Columbus, Ohio on June 16th and 17th, I believe are the dates. I'm double checking right now to make sure I don't sound like a complete bozo. June 16th and 17th. One, we want you to come out to the Premier Lacrosse League weekend. That's number one. Please. Number two, especially if you're coming on June 17th. We've been made privy to some information. Don't know if we can actually say this or not. Uh, Those games are being ticketed separately. Buy tickets for both games. Because you are going to want to have time in between both of those games to hang around the stadium, more specifically the Premier Zone. We are doing a live podcast. This is the scoop right here on Underground Sports. I felt it was right to do it on the flagship show. You'll get it on OTB as well. Live podcast from the Premier Zone in Columbus, Ohio with the boys. Maybe some special guests rolling through the Premier Zone. We are making the, trying to make this as big of a function as, as possible so if you live in the columbus ohio area june 17th specifically we want you to go to premier lacrosse league.com buy tickets for both games first game's at noon eastern second game is at 7 eastern buy tickets for both games so you can stay in the stadium and come to the live pod in the premier zone in between the games you won't want to miss it we're hoping that we get like an hour to, to be live and, and hang out with the people. We're going to be inviting fans on the show as well throughout. Come to Columbus, Ohio. Premier Lacrosse League weekend. Specifically, June 17th. Buy tickets for both games. It's going to be bananas. This is our first live podcast for Outside the Box. In show history. So, we want to make it big. Come on out. Let's make it a party. Be there. Like... I know i got a few people
1: over in the area uh, that, are, that are listening. This is the chance for, for Midwest to really pop out and, and see what I do when I do it, you know, and, and come out, have a good time, show how good uh, Midwest lacrosse is, show how much we like this sport so we can get a team to settle on down. And then maybe we do this more often if it's such a good turnout, you know? Yeah,
0: like, th- that's the thing, too. Like, we need – like. We need you to come out and support this if you're in the area or close enough. You're on the fence about buying tickets. Buy tickets. Because the more successful that this is, the more of an opportunity we'll have to work with the league collaboratively to potentially do more of these live podcasts from the Premier Zone. Like, there's nothing I would love more than in my city, Championship Day, to be doing a live podcast in the morning in the Premier Zone right before the Championship game. That becomes a possibility if you guys... Pop out for this. Pop out for any other live pods we're able to do throughout the PLL season that we get granted the access and ability to do. This is the first step. Come out, come support the boys, come support independent media. This is the type of stuff that if you want to, if you're a fan of what we do, and if you're a fan of what our company does content-wise, this is a, a huge way to support us. So come out specifically June 17th, but if you want to come both days. Come both days for sure, but buy tickets for both days because they're ticketing the games separately. Get tickets to both games. You can hang out in the stadium, be in the premiere zone, and you'll be able to come through for the live podcast. Hopefully, they'll be marketing for it very, 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 very soon uh, because it is two weeks away now. Um, but we're very excited. Big thank you to Mike Rabel um, for allowing us to, to do this. Once we get even more details, we will let you guys know on this show and on OTB. So go subscribe to the pod. Follow us at Underground PHI because our social media channels will be the instant way to find out information. Um, and coming to the live pod, outside of buying your ticket to the game, it's free. There's, there's no fee to come see us. Um, so... Follow us at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZZL311, facebook.com slash underground sports PHI, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Follow at OTB lax pod as well uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify. That also really helps for more of this stuff to happen. The more you subscribe, the more you leave five star reviews, the bigger and better this show gets. It's free to subscribe. Go subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We need to get to 600 subscribers by the end of June, if not sooner. So go subscribe, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And if we get to a certain number of subscribers before Live Pod Ohio, we'll release the video, we'll have it recorded, and we'll put it on the YouTube channel. But you need to subscribe youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia smash the like button ring the bell icon comment down below and uh get hype for columbus this is our first live pod out of our region for underground sports in general um so very very excited again big thank you to mike rabel uh for hitting the the okay go button for us uh go get your merch as well Apparel.co code underground for 10 percent off any and all merch orders That's an effective way to support us financially if you want to. Uh, it, It goes a long way for helping us continue to grow. So go get your merch, support us. And of course, this podcast is presented by the City of Vineland. And whether you are a company looking to expand, relocate, or are a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey, offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's Economic Development Department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. Their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you are considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100 vineland new jersey where it's always growing season and up to something season here in vineland is still ongoing so stay tuned for more updates there and of course big thank you to uh paul j gillespie incorporated and security 21 security systems for their continued support of this podcast but this has been episode number 539 of underground sports philadelphia for deej i'm kb See you live on Wednesday night. Who the hell knows what's going to be going on in the Philly sports world? But until then, we're getting the heck up out of here, and we are signing off. Peace.